the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, welcome back, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. We're going to go till 12 o'clock. We've got some callers, but we've got two lines open, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. And you're welcome to join us. I've got Dave here from Martin's Auto, Dave Martin from Martin's Auto, 16th Street, south of Indian School, been around since, uh, I think you were around, your dad was around when we still had wooden tires, if I'm not mistaken. They called them blacksmiths back then, Mark. Oh, that's exactly <laughs> right. I, you know you've had that conversation with your dad. <laughs> that's exactly right. So anyway, um, let me tell you about a really good shop. Automotive Dynamics is the only place in Sun City that I can recommend you. That doesn't mean there's other fine shops, but he has taken the time to go through Mark Salem's filter. And, of course, we, we uh, check everything about them, including insurance and stuff like that. So... Chuck, Chuck and his son Derek's been around since 1982. Auto Dynamics, they're on the north side of Grand, west of 99th Avenue. And if you're in Sun City and you want Mark Salem's best shop, then Automotive Dynamics. Dottie, you're first. Hi, thank you. You bet. Uh, let me turn off my radio. Okay. Um, your last hour, you had uh, uh, discussed oil converting to from one oil to another. Uh-huh. Now, what I'm concerned about is I have a 71 classic uh, VW bug. Okay. My mechanic did convert. Uh, we used to use 40 straight 40 weight, no, no 20, 40 or 30, 40, 20. It was straight 40 weight. He converted okay. to, um, I'm looking at my paperwork, 2050. Okay. Is that okay? Well, let's ask Dave. Dave, um, I, I didn't see you. Uh, I had my back to you, so take it first. I'll take it second. Well, I mean, I don't think it's a problem. Um, I, back then, uh, 2050 was a real popular oil, and, um, and 40 weight was, I know in the VWs it was 40 weight. That they were just straight, it was just a straight weight. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about 2050. It flows like a 20 weight when it's cold and flows like a 50 weight when it's hot. We need... 150 weight for a VW. <laughs> they leak oil, they burn oil, yeah. and 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 yeah. and they they wear out and and you can't hear the knock for the exhaust. So um, to answer your question bluntly, I think he did you better. I think okay. I think the 2050 is an ideal oil. Now think about this. He took you from it flows like a 30 weight. Now I want you to think of peanut butter, pancake syrup, chocolate milk, and frosting. All right. Okay. So so the real thin stuff, the water is a 10 weight or a 5 weight. And then frosting and peanut butter is the 40 and 50 weight. 
And so while it doesn't change viscosity like water to frosting, it doesn't change. You'll you'll notice I'm real careful. It flows like a 10-weight would when it's cold and flows like a 50-weight when it's hot. How much oil do you add between oil changes? Oh, maybe one quart. I, you know, it's not a, it's, it's not something you drive too much in the summer. But I'm not I supposed understand. to, because okay. I'm hard on a car, and and I was used to a turbo, and okay. I I seem to treat this like it's, you know, a hot turbo car, but it's not. Hey, my, my point is now um, probably one quart in between oil changes. Now I have, I do have a. I recently put on a new air filter okay. because it was all plugged with oil, and I do believe the oil does tend to leak in that vehicle. Okay. So why is that, it plugging up now? I have a brand new one. It looks like it's doing the same thing, and and this is a very credible mechanic. Okay. He does specialty VW. That's fine. That's fine. Um, you got a comment on this? So the air filter is getting oil in it? Is uh-huh. that what she's saying? Yeah. Yeah. Blow by? It has to be blow by. Yeah, just blow by. Um, it, here's what's going on. The motor has internal compression leaks. So we're leaking uh, in, uh, air and exhaust through the rings, which is a very common problem for BWs. Now, we take, we vent the engine into the air filter area. So otherwise, any pressure, which might be one or two pounds of pressure, is then recycled into the air filter to be used again by the engine. So what you have is you've got some oil that's coming into the air filter, which is where it's supposed to go, but it's laden with oil because it's got a lot of blow-by. So if did it do it when you were doing 30 weight? Uh, 40, you mean? 40. No, it didn't. Then go back to 40. 40 is more mm. peanut butter, and 40 is going to be thicker, and so it's less likely to, um, and it's going to seal the small leak you have already a little bit better than the 2050. So mm. my advice is go back to, uh, when it gets really bad, then you're going to put all STP in anyway. Yeah. So, motor honey. And right. motor honey. But for right now, um, my because of your symptoms, my suggestion is go back to your 40. Okay. Then that he did that because he thought, you know, it's very expensive, the forty, but um, you know what, it's worth it if it's gonna work. Right? Yeah. And then I do have like ten thousand dollars in rebuild and uh, maintaining the engine. I've had the car forty five forty five years. Yeah. But you're still but, dealing with Jesus Christ technology. Okay. <laughs> this goes back to ten B C. The technology doesn't appear in any car today. This technology was good back in the 40s and the 50s and World War II and stuff like that. But it's far from what it is today. Now, if we were to take it apart and maybe make some minor changes, then we might be on a 1 to 10 scale. You're a 1. We might be able to bring you to a 3. But we sure as heck aren't going to bring you to a brand-new Cadillac or a brand-new Mercedes or a brand-new Buick or a brand-new... Well, I can't say Ford. But (laughs) I'm just... I'm teasing you. I'm teasing you. Okay, I got to move on, Dottie. Thank you. Thank you. Jack, you're up next. Oh, hi. Hi. Uh, I listened to your show last week, and uh, I just... I tried to call last week, but I didn't get through, and I just had a couple of questions. Sure. On things that you said you were an expert on. Okay. 
warranties. I have uh-huh. a, I had an 11, and now I have a 2018 Chevy Volt, which is a pretty complex vehicle, and I'm, I'm very happy with it. Uh, what would you recommend on an extended warranty? Because I don't think a lot of mechanics are want to touch that vehicle. Um, Dave, this conversation was about aftermarket warranties. And my panties were wadded up, and my underwear was wadded up. I wear both underwear and panties, by the way. <laughs> and uh, and I hate them, and I don't like them, and I don't recommend them in any condition. But um, let me comment first. Your Chevy Volt is a long way away from the technology we have in 2012. So there really isn't anything that we're going to be able to or that we're not going to be able to deal with on your Chevy Volt with the exception of one thing that's if we buy a new PCM a new computer we're all, most of the time we have to send it to the dealer give them the VIN number and they can reprogram it so let me ask Dave a question how many computers do you pull and have to replace and reprogram annually uh, it's very, very few. Maybe on one hand, if if that. Okay, we're one or two a year. Yeah, yeah. one or two a year. Yeah. And and if there's more, it's because somebody messed up. Right. They jump started the car backwards, or they created some, or they water or something, you know. And they put in a new stereo system, and they hooked up the power to the wrong wire. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. So the answer is is you can do what you want, but last week I said that the cost of that is more than the repairs. Number two, they always hijack the repair. They want to send us parts, inferior parts. They want us to warranty the parts, and they won't pay shop supplies, environmental charges, or anything like that, or refrigerant. And they hassle the heck out of us to reduce our prices, to buy a cheaper part, let them ship, and your car sits here for days until they send some part that looks like it was taken off a used car and painted. So I don't like to deal with them. They won't give you a credit card for a week after the car has been paid. And I just don't like them. And really and truly, if it was really a great thing for everybody and they paid their bills like they're supposed to, I would support them. But it's not. I, and I would agree with you on that, too. And, and the thing that I just really kind of chaps me a little bit is is that um, when you go to buy a car and then they sell you that warranty and then they put it on the, on the cost of the car, put it into the loan, and then you pay interest on top of that warranty that you just bought. And there's no need to. What's the factory warranty on your Volt? Well, it was three years, you know, the standard warranty, and it's okay. 10 years on the battery. Okay. Um, I... You know, three years, if you go 15,000 miles a year like you should, then um, three, like 15 is what? Real quick. Three times. Well, Dude. two times 15 is 30. 45,000. Yeah, 45,000, 50,000 miles. And then sometimes the drivetrain warranties are even more than that. Uh, you know, the emissions part of it is, what, 80? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, there's a lot There's a lot more coverage than you think there is. It, and and, and it, like I said, they're always fighting with this about price, but you still have sales tax, environmental charges, sales tax, and a lot of Freon and you have some other stuff that's buried in your warranty they don't cover. So the answer is, is I have to, here, I'm in the middle. I hate them, but they force me to tell the customer and give the customer bad news. They won't take the customer's call, but they go, you know, Mark, I'm sorry, we're not going to cover this part. Why not? Well, she's six and a half minutes out of warranty. Okay, well, you call her and tell her she's out of warranty by six and a half minutes, and I'm being facetious, obviously. Or you call her and tell her that we're going to have to wait two months for a part because I have it in Phoenix, but you want to bring it to me from uh, Montreal, Canada, and you want to bring it by horseback on that kind of stuff to save, what, 50 bucks? So the answer is no. Did you have any other questions? 
Yeah, you know, the warranty was three years, 36,000 miles. And it seems like that I've only had the car in a few times, but they've always been issues with charging the unit or rebooting the computer. And they tell you at General Motors, I got the extended warranty from General Motors, mm-hmm. and uh, that it's only going to, you know, that mo- they have special mechanics that went to school for Chevy Volts. You know, and they usually only have like one in a shop. That so, how does that have now. to do with your aftermarket warranty? You think he's going to do it any faster? I mean, those guys can't come. Boy, I'm getting on my white horse now. Yeah, those guys can't come work for no, me. No, but those guys are qualified to work. Those guys can't come work for me. They can't because they're like a veterinarian that works on horses that are white. That's it. They can't fix a pig. They can't fix a donkey. They can't fix an airplane. They can't fix an internal combustion engine. They can't do lawnmowers. They can't do two-stroke blowers. The Fundamentally, they have a small pipe they look through. That's all they know is the Chevy Volt. Really and truly. Um, Jack, if you want to buy it, that's okay. That, that's okay with me. It's pretty self-serving for them to tell you our car is so crappy that you're going to need an aftermarket warranty after 36,000 miles because that's what they're saying. So I got to go before my heart blows out of my chest. Um, uh, Andrew, you stay right there. I'm going to calm down. The rest of you at 602-508-0960. You can tell I'm pretty adamant about this. I think so. The, the aftermarket warranties, that's like nitrogen in the air of your tires. Ooh, ooh, I hate that, that conversation. Oh, I'm going to put nitrogen in your car. You need to come in every 3,000 miles and let me check your nitrogen. Oh, while you're here, you need hoses and belts and brakes, and your, your passenger side seat is sagging by three-quarters of an inch because your husband weighs too much, and we're going to have to get him in front of the airbag, and so we've got to lift up the seat, and we've got to buy a new seat. And your windshield has a slight optic defect in the right side corner, probably related to your husband's cigar smoking. And we'll be back in a minute. Bad decisions limit future options. Make enough bad decisions and you will destroy your life. Listen to The Floodline with your host, Rick Hughes, every Sunday morning at 7.30 a.m. on 960 The Patriot. The Floodline describes a main line of resistance in your soul built on God's word. Join us every Sunday for 30 minutes of inspiration, motivation, education, all without manipulation. That's The Floodline with Rick Hughes, heard here every Sunday morning at 7.30 a.m. on 960 The Patriot. Take The Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app, your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. Adopt U.S. Kids presents Multiple Choice Parenting. You're bringing your daughter to her favorite pop star's concert. Do you, A, wear earplugs? Isn't this fun, Dad? I have a soft pretzel. B, remember the moment with matching concert t-shirts. That's going to be 180 bucks. Or we can just take a photo. C, show her how you used to do concerts. We're going crowd surfing. I can't. It's too heavy. Oh, my God. Or D, just roll with it. Woo! Justin! Look at us from here! Justin! Justin! OMG! He just looked... I love you, Justin! I love you! When it comes to parenting, there are no perfect answers. But that's okay, because you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org slash AZ. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. We're here early before they wake up. We stay late 
We stay informed. We invest in the latest technology. We take the time to train the next generation of doctors and nurses. We work together to make sure we heal their bodies and their minds. We do this not because it's our job, but because this is about our veterans' lives. This is our mission. More than 300,000 of us working as one, together with families and loved ones. No matter where they live in this country, we'll be there. We all come together and stand together to serve our veterans. We stand strong, united. Stand with us in caring for our veterans. While we were on break, I had to go get jumper cables to get Mark start heart started again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I, 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 I've told people, let's, Dave and I are going to start a business, okay? What we're going to do is we are so good to our customers, our potential customers. We're going to open a company, and we're going to sell an aftermarket warranty. And you know what? If we lose money, we lose money. Yeah. It's just we lose money. I've told people, I'll, t- I'll take your $4,000, and I'll, give, I'll, I'll cover what they do. Get a copy of the policy. I'll adhere to the policy, and you're going to get screwed. Yeah. That's all. And, and folks, take the $4,000 and put it in a bank account. That's what I tell them. I was, yeah, we were just talking about that. That's what I tell all my customers. Just take that money, what, what that warranty is going to cost you, and put it, in, put it in a bank account and fix your car. And see, uh, talking about somebody else who's, uh, who's, who's emotional about this, and he uses bad words, but then so do I, and he's not on the radio. <laughs> Blackwell Automotive is at 40th Street in Greenway. Him and I have been friends just like you and I have been friends for many, many years. He does oil changes, engine swaps. He works on the old cars. He works on the new cars. He's really a good, solid guy. And he's the only gas shop in Northeast Scottsdale that I can recommend. There's lots up there, but listen to me carefully. He's the only one I can recommend. Maybe they haven't applied, and maybe they have. He's the only one I can recommend. Andrew, you're up next. Okay, as a dealer mechanic, that was the funniest conversation I just heard. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Andrew? Man, that dude, makes my... <laughs> <laughs> that so, you've made my day. I, I when he goes, I'm a dealership man. technician. I know I'm in trouble. I know he's going to rip me apart. Go ahead, you got the floor, buddy. No, I. So I've been in the business since 2002. I work for Chrysler. Um, so I'm 36 years old. I got in when I was 17. I've never been a manager. Um, I'm hoping in the future I'll be given an opportunity to run a shop one day. I have a lot of experience now, at least as a dealership side of it. I'm not on the independent side of it. You guys are geniuses. Um, we can only hope to, you know, be on the same pedestal as you guys. Uh, my question is, as as shop owners, managers, do you guys monitor the guys' hours, um, your individual guys' hours because they're commission-based, or did you just monitor the shop as a whole and the whole as a shop was doing great, you were fine, but you didn't really pay attention if one guy was flagging 150 hours of pay period, another guy was only flagging 80. Did you really worry about that? I just kind of noticed it doesn't, if I'm, if I'm down on hours, I don't feel like in the course of my career, people have come over or managers come over, Hey, what's going on? Why are your hours down? They just kind of ignore it. Uh, I didn't know what you guys were kind of on that page. Oh boy. Uh, yeah. Me go first. Yeah. No, no, no. Hey, tough questions are my middle name. Yeah. 
First of all, when we have a, a dealer guy comes in and he's flagging 140 hours, folks, what that means is, is when we look in the labor book, it tells us that in order to replace this water pump, it's 2.1 hours. And so we should be able to do it for at least 2.1 hours. And sometimes the tech can't, and sometimes he can't, but it's still 2.1 hours. Now, it's 2.1 hours times $100 an hour, $150 an hour, whatever your labor rate is. So if right. you flag 140 hours a week, just do the math. First of all, would you get your calculator out and do how many hours uh, uh, is there in, in five days? It's five times 24, right? Well, yeah. So he's it's, a, what, 150 hours, 170 hours for no, a week? No, that's every two weeks. Oh, okay, okay, fair enough, yeah. 75 hours. Yeah. Um, in the independent market, I'll speak for myself, depending on certifications, ASC masters make the most money, and ASC is the automotive service excellence for the rest of the folks. You certify in one test front ends, and you're ASC certified, but when you do all eight tests, you're a master. The masters make money at my shop. We pay them somewhere in the flag rate hour, so for every 150 $25 we get, he may get somewhere between 22 and 40 bucks an hour. And um, it's going to, I don't know what the dealership is. Now, as far That's as... Comparable. The, okay. And, 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 and in case uh, it's true, um, you guys have to deal with a lot more people. And, and, and yeah. you guys have a lot more uncompensated time because you're chasing your own parts oftentimes. You're having to deal with the customer and the service rider and the shop foreman. And we don't have that infrastructure between the tech and the end result. And I'm speaking for independence generally. Right. You have better, most of the time you have better um, uh, uh, employment, 401ks, oh, uh, benefits. Yeah. Benefits, yeah. Sometimes you have better, not sometimes, most of the time you have better benefits. But many of us that I know have hospitalization for the husband, for the tech plus his family, if there's an extra cost, we have 401ks, and in my case, we match 50%. Um, and then we have a five-day work week with um, holidays off. So some guys have six-day work weeks with holidays right. off. So there is a difference. We like the technicians, but I'll give you an example real quick. We had a Chrysler technician tell us that he was he was the best thing since sliced cheese. He came yeah. to work for us, and we really liked him. We liked him personally. He refused to work on anything but Chrysler's, and he would bill unbelievable hours, and 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 it was it was very uncomfortable, and it was uncomfortable for the rest of the shop because there's a lot of Chrysler's that are gravy, and and Andrew knows exactly what right. I'm talking yeah. about, right? And so he's 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 in the vernacular of us, he's sucking all the gravy and the hard right. stuff he's passing, and so right. Andrew, how old are you? I'm 36. Okay. I don't know about the management end of it, but I know um, there are shops in town that are paying shop foremans and general managers between 80 and 100 a year. Right. But he better be good to manage, you know, 5, 10, 15 bays or whatever, whatever. Now, uh, I, I don't know where you're at with certifications and as far as advancement is concerned, but I can tell you this much. Um, advancement means everything to me. And so when it comes time that you can't bend over a fender anymore, uh, historically, me and many other shops move you into a, uh, a shop foreman position where you walk around and we hire a bunch of young guys and you mentor all of them. So you got four cars in a line. You got four young kids that just grew whiskers, but you got Andrew right. out there helping them diagnose it, watching them fix it, and doing the final test drive. So you're kind of right. a QC guy. Dave? 
Yeah, right. and, and to answer your question, as far as uh, worrying about what the tech's hours are, um, yes, it's it's important. You obviously want everybody to basically be be reaching their potential and doing as many hours as they possibly can uh, with doing a quality job. But also, in my shop, well, we, we focus on a team atmosphere more than anything, and we want we want the shop to be successful. So whatever that takes, everybody pitches in. Everybody makes sure that that everybody's successful. Um, not just one person is is doing all the hours, and the rest of the guys are not. Everybody everybody's pitching in, and everybody's everybody's working together. Somebody needs to push a car. We're all pushing the car. You know, I mean, it's just one of those things. That's the way we do it. And and I can say that most of us in the small industry, not like the dealerships with twenty, thirty, forty, fifty bays, are of the same thing. But I am against group pricing, so the whole shop shares the benefit because you always got the lizard and you always got the top dog, and that's unfair right. to both everybody else because the lizard's holding up the bottom end, and the top dogs are going. Why am I taking he's his effective labor rate might be forty dollars an hour, and mine effective labor rate's forty one dollars an hour, and he's sitting there on the phone with his wife who's yelling at him, and I'm working my butt off. So there's as many bad businesses in the independent and chain market as there is in your environment. But if you're looking around right now, we can't hire enough people. And dealership techs are are kind of valuable. And besides that, you come as a Chrysler. There's five cars out there that have double digits of the road. Chevy, Ford, Chrysler, Honda, Toyota. Everybody else is a one percenter. So less than 1% of the cars on the road have a Subaru name tag on them or something like right. that. So um, you'd be very valuable. Why don't you go sniff around? Why don't you take a Saturday Dude, and go talk to people? Uh, you have nothing to lose. The comfortableness of being in a dealership for 18 years, I think that's what scares me. I have four little guys, eight and under, and a wife that I support. And I think it's the fear of, of taking that leap and what's right. going to happen when I go to an independent shop. You know? Okay. But, I know what. I know a shop that gives away Rolex watches at 10 years, and he's given away 17 of them. So there's a lot of us out there that have some long-term, do- long-term guys working for us. 602-508-0960. Hello, I'm Greg May, owner of Phoenix Body Works. For 35 years, we've been demonstrating our workmanship, our honesty, our integrity, and our exceptional customer service. We are blessed to have so many repeat customers who refer their friends and family. We have ethical, loyal technicians who have been with us for years. They are ICAR certified, which means they are up to date on the latest technology and techniques. So your repairs meet or exceed industry standards. Our technicians are truly part of our family. We are very capable of fixing your car. We pull off damaged parts. We pull your frame and body mounts back to where they should be. Then we install the new parts. We align both the front and rear end. Then your car is back to the way it was when new. Our customers come from all over the valley. I'm Greg May. Remember, it's your vehicle. You pick the shop, not the insurance company. Phoenix Body Works. We want to be your collision repair specialist. Call us, 623-582-1434, Monday through Friday, 9 to noon on Saturday. 
Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons, Tom and Paul, operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint and it's waterborne paint so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. America's wounded warriors are coming home. After serving on foreign shores, these brave men and women are returning to their families and communities. Many have wounds you can see, and many have wounds you can't see, like post-traumatic stress disorder. Now that these warriors are back home, they are ready to enter the civilian workforce. To help, Wounded Warrior Project has developed the Warriors to Work program a career counseling service that helps warriors translate their military experience to the civilian workplace. These extraordinary men and women bring proven world-class job skills and a unique perspective on teamwork to the job. And to ensure the right warrior finds the right job, Wounded Warrior Project works with employers to find just the right match. When you hire a wounded warrior, you hire an intelligent, talented, and committed new employee. Contact Wounded Warrior Project at findwwp.org. Welcome home the brave. They knock us down. We get stronger. They try to silence us, but our voice just got louder. The new wave is coming. We've succeeded. People just don't want to recognize it because it challenges their narrative. It challenges their assumption. So they got to try to find a boogeyman. Brace socialism. They think it's great. If you want to go outside and celebrate Joe Biden, if you want to kick around a pillowed effigy of Donald J. Trump, that's perfectly safe. The tech overlords censoring our speech, right? I call this diet fascism. They say, you can't see this. You can't see this. We're doing it to protect you. It's for it's for your safety. Speaker Pelosi was holding the American people hostage for political gain. This was never about what was best for the American people, never about honest policy disagreement. It was about preventing President Trump from getting any credit. It was about politics. Candace, DeSantis, Crenshaw. Really, the conservative voice has never been stronger. 960 The Patriot, a voice that speaks for you. Welcome back, everybody. 34 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. If you have a diesel, you better remember this name, Strictly Diesel Service and Repair. They're up at I-17 and Pinnacle Peak Road. I've known Nate for a very long time. He's a diehard service, repair, and parts guy. He does foreign and domestic light diesels. So if you've got a Ford, a Dodge, a Duramax, a Chevy, you've got a Cummins motor, you've got a Power Stroke motor, whatever you've got, and you've got a problem, then Strictly Diesel is a good guy. Real quick, hey. I, I, just a minute. I've got former, tech, former guys that work, work for me 40 years ago. 
One of them says this. I remember when we couldn't let a new tire out of the shop without cleaning the blue off the raised white lettering. Number one. The other kid goes, because I'm excited. He goes, calm down. I'm having flashbacks from 1979. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go. <laughs> hey, I just wanted to tell Andrew, you know, don't be afraid to get out of your comfort zone. Because I'll tell you one thing is if you ever want to be a shop owner or a shop manager, you're going to have to get out of your comfort zone a lot. I know. I know. I don't know about you, Mark, but uh, that seems to happen to me just at least once a week or 10 But it happens in both of our industries. Both of our the industries. The independents yeah. go to the dealers yeah, and the yeah. dealers come in. Absolutely. All right, Rick, you're up next, buddy. Okay, Jim, you're up next. Hi. Right. Uh, yeah, I'm here. Go ahead, sir. I have a 2016 Ford Fusion. Um, and I have an intermittent thing with my transmission. I'll be driving. It seems to be doing it only does when I'm going slow, like between 20 and 35, and it'll downshift. The first time it, ha- it happened, I thought I got rear-ended. It was just like a slam, and it only does it I can't recreate it. It only seems to do it when I'm in the tunnel downtown. It drives me crazy. Okay. Um, and it only seems to do it in the summer months when it's warm, but I, I, I've tried doing it on the street. Okay. No. All right. Let, let let us talk to you for just a minute. I, I want to ask you, or I'm going to tell you something I think you should do. I think you should manually shift it, and that will help everybody diagnose it. So you manually put it in first. Yink, yink, yink. I think you should do that. And then hot and cold is an important issue. Right. So driving that is the most important part. Transmission problems is not anything that we can guess because it's all kinds of stuff. But the fact that intermittently it downshifts real hard would suggest to me that there's something lying to the computer. Maybe the speed sensor just went to zero. So when the speed sensor goes to zero, even though you're doing 20, the computer looks and says, zero miles an hour, I need to be in first gear. And bam, it goes into first gear. That's just an example of the stuff that we see. Um, I would call the shop that you do business with and say to them, who's the transmission guy in our neighborhood that you trust and that you would have your mother's car fixed at, and that's who I would go see. And then go for a ride with them. And then go for a ride. Insist on a ride. Yeah. Insist on a ride. They, Absolutely. And you, get, you can duplicate it. Uh, Rick or Jim, I, I'm sorry. i got to move on. i got to call. Rick, you're up next. Rick, how are you? Oh, just fine. Thank you for taking my call. You bet. I, I have a 2010 Dodge uh, Ram 1500, uh, okay. 5.7 Laramie. Yeah. And I bought it used. I bought it with like 79,000 miles on it. It's got about 80. 2000 on it. I changed the oil right away. It calls for 520. Looking back at all the history and the records he get, the uh, owner gave me, he just says 520 uh, multi-grade. It's like a $25 oil change out the door. I switched it over to uh, a full uh, synthetic with a really good filter. And I, I I hear just a little bit more engine noise and stuff. Like, I don't know if it's a lift or just a little bit or what. Would you suggest going to a heavier oil then? I've heard your conversations up on okay. oil previously. What would you recommend? I would recommend that you do this. Do your oil change, and at 1,000 miles, have somebody pull the, an oil sample, get on the Internet, and do find a place for oil analyzation. I want somebody to check my oil for content. Then at 2,000, pull it. You've got an engine noise. I want to make you know that that's okay because you're not going to have any metal. So let's pretend that the metal content on the first 1,000 miles is 1. Let's pretend it's 1 at 2,000, 1 at 3,000. No problem. But if it goes 1 to 10 and 10 to 40, then there's a problem. 
I don't think 530 or 5, what do you say, 530 or 520? 520 is what it calls for. And I don't know, what, all, all, all the records just say multi-blend and the oil okay. changes are like 26 bucks out the door. Okay, then what it they're talking like about. seven quarts. Yeah, um, what they're talking about is, is they say multi-viscosity basic oil. Yeah, um, right. The other day, uh, like I said to Dave, the other day, real quick, um, a friend of mine went and had his car done, and they charged him for a semi-synthetic oil change, but it's called premium oil change in their world, semi-synthetic, and it was $80, and we charged 45 to $65. Then they put 3,000 miles on his door sticker, which should have been a 7,500-mile door sticker. Right. That's what's going on in our industry right now. We're calling them in early, even though we're using a premium oil. But I agree with everything you said. I'm a little concerned with the noise you have, but that's what I would do is an I would have my oil analyzed, and that will put you in complete uh, comfort zone, complete comfort zone. Um, Jack, okay. Jack, you have to stay there because I have to uh, break break in about 20 seconds, and I'll get to you, I promise, immediately. Um, Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing is in Mesa, Main Street, and Stapley. He's just east of Stapley on Main Street on the south side of the road, been around for a very long time, 1970. And Brian and Thelma, I've known both their parents. I've known Brian's parents and Thelma's parents, and they were in the gas station business in the 60s and 70s. Those two young people come from good, honest stock. So if you're in Mesa, the only shop I can recommend is Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing, Stapley in Maine. Your business is ready for a reboot, a recharge. The way our companies operate has changed. The changes haven't been easy, but there's help. The marketing team at Salem Surround gives you the tools needed to stand out and be visible to current and potential customers online right now looking for what you do. We can design a plan that targets potential customers with proven marketing strategies. Learn more at surroundphoenix.com. Surroundphoenix.com. Connecting you with new customers. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. Whoa, a new digital music player. Thanks, Mom. Oh, I'm glad you like it. Because I can't wait to toss the big stereo. And now that we got your dad that big HD TV he wanted, we can throw out our old TV, too. Hold up. You can't just throw out electronics. Really? They need to be recycled or donated. And how would we do that? It's so easy, Mom. Today, recycling electronics is just as easy as buying them. GreenerGadgets.org has all the info. We just enter our zip code to find a certified recycling center nearby. There are thousands of them, and new ones are being added all the time. Some of our local stores are even certified recycling locations. I like that. Did you know that some of the stuff in our old electronics could be used to make new products and conserve natural resources? Well, okay then. Let's gather them up. Um, what was that website again? Greenergadgets.org. We just enter our zip code and go. It takes two of us to deliver a very important message about this radio station, 960 The Patriot. Hi, it's Hugh Hewitt. And this is Dennis Prager. You've heard me talk about the American Trinity, E Pluribus Unum, and God We Trust in Liberty, the three things that set the United States apart. It's a powerful idea, Dennis, and this radio station is a place where powerful ideas and principles thrive every day. We never forget that faith and freedom are part of what make our country exceptional. There are some people in high places who apologize for America. That's something this radio station station will never do when you listen to 960 the patriot we promise not to insult your intelligence and to speak the truth and we'll prefer clarity over agreement 
right. This is what our radio station is all about. And as long as you're there to listen to us, we'll be here for you. Please tell your friends about it. And absolutely tell our sponsors that you appreciate their support for this radio station. Intelligent Talk 960, The Patriot. You don't need to get a second job as a stuntman to save money. We need a new stuntman. You just need FeedThePig.org. Don't get left behind. Get tips and tools at FeedThePig.org. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. You have questions. Let us be the answer. 960 The Patriot. 43 minutes after the hour, 11 o'clock, Automatic Transmission Exchange is a great place. 40th Street in Washington. Phil's been around since uh, Fred Flintstone days, and Automatic Transmission Exchange has been open since 1968. It's the only transmission shop in the Valley I can recommend to you. Automatic Transmission Exchange, 40th Street in Washington. And, Jack, it's your turn. How can we help you? Well, thank you very much for taking my call, Mark. You bet. Hey, i got a, just a, a quick oil question. I know you've had quite a few of these uh, questions, but... Um, I purchased a Chevron Supreme Synthetic Blend of 5W30 oil, and I was going to use it in my 2018 uh, Ultima with the four-cylinder engine. But I noticed the API rating on this said SP, and I think the one on my car says FN. I didn't know if that really made, made the difference or not. It's A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P. <laughs> That's it. So S, A was peanut butter. S, B was a little better. C, D, E, F. We've been through the alphabet. And to answer your question, you're in, you have no problems. It's always okay to use a better okay. oil than the owner's manual calls for. It's always okay because you're stepping oh, up. excellent. Okay? Okay, great. Thank you very much. Oh, you're more than welcome, Jack. You're more than welcome. What were we going to talk about? Whatever it was, it wasn't going to be good. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. Well, I mean, after your heart stopped and, and we had to get that going again. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I might probably made some people mad, and I'm sorry. I just feel pretty pretty confident about this aftermarket warranty thing. I think it's one of the biggest ripoffs there's ever been. And I feel sorry for the people. It adds a day to their work because of all the phones and faxes and all that other kind of stuff. And you're talking to somebody that doesn't know horse crap from Shinola. And you're trying to explain to them that this is a power steering rack problem. And because it only happens in the morning and it's stiff in the morning and it's, it's, it's perfect after the fluid warms up and you flushed it and you've put new fluid in it and it's still there and it's got a 200,000 miles on it, then we need to replace it. And the answer is, is no. Wait till it gets worse or something stupid like that. So, yeah, yeah, I'm going to go home and change my underwear as soon as we're done. <laughs> my wife's going to say, you acted like an ass. And I, I'm going to say, yeah, I did. So it's it's one of those things. 602-508-0960. you got to jump on fast because we're about 15 minutes from the end of this show. Our industry is a good sh- industry, most of us. Yep. You brought up a good point. Uh, I'm going to walk this carefully. There are places in... Arizona that have been sold to consolidators, and it's a big financial group that buys shops. Could be two, could be four, could be six, could be eight, whatever. They buy the shop for a whole lot of money. High-end shops like Dave's and mine. By the way, Dave's from Martin's Auto. He's at 16th Street South in Indian School. They buy guys like us. We go away, and they bump up sales. They have to. That's the return on their jillions and millions of dollars. So Dave and I were just talking, and that's happened. We're going to call it Tucson. 
It happened in Tucson, and what happened is the technicians are telling us that what was a five-day work week now turned into six, and now it's turning into seven. Well, obviously, that's a good idea if you want to increase revenue, but you're going to wear out your help. Otherwise, you better have two staffs because nobody in our industry wants to work seven days a week anymore. Plus, wives don't like that at all. And the last thing you want as an owner of a shop is to hear this. You say, who is it? This is Mrs. Salem. Can I have a word with you? That ain't going to turn out good. <laughs> and first of all, I'm hidden from those phone, those knocks on the door because they got to get past the downstairs. But it never it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen in your shop. Right. So you bring up a good point. It's you need to be wary of tremendous price increases, but even more than that, you need to be wary if that's a neighborhood circle and the middle of the circle jumps their oil changes by twice. And some of the other guys don't do it as well in that yeah. geographical area. So we got these dynamics where we've got these consolidators. It's really no different than a lot of the chain stores have been consolidated. A Roger or Icon, whatever his name is, he owns all the Pet Boys. Right, and Carl so, Icon. Carl Icon. So he's he's con, he's con, he has a con, the, he's consolidated a bunch of his shops. We're talking dealerships. Some of the dealerships today own they call them points. But they own Chevy, Ford, Chrysler, Honda, Toyota, uh, Lexus, Cadillac. Um, I mean, they have a flag from virtually every... And there's nothing wrong with that. No. But one technician from the Lexus store ain't going to make it at the Chevy store. And because they're pretty specialized. And if you had a Lexus and you heard a barking noise every time you opened up the back door, they might be the best guy for you. You hope that they've seen it and heard it before. And in our industry, the independent market, you hope that they won't charge you for their total amount of experience. So because I've been there, I can fix this in 30 minutes, but I'm going to still charge you four hours, which is what it cost me at the very front side of this. It took four hours to find this. That's kind of what you got. Agree? Agreed. Oh, absolutely. And and you were talking about people that are burning their help out. You know, the thing of it is, it's hard to find one crew. It's hard to find a another crew to to fill all those extra hours so yeah you end up you end up burning people out and that's one of the things and you know we used to be open sat when we were in the service gas station business you know we were service station we we were open six days a week and you know we worked and it got to the point where i just uh my crew was just getting burned out and they were mad at me on friday saturday and monday for making them work saturday so it wasn't worth it in 1979 through 1985 i was 24 hours a day i had three full crews yeah. 24 hours a day at a gas station. And at nighttime, I ran three and four people. And they had, they had a tough time hanging on to it. So who might we have on the caller right now? That would be Jim. Jim, good morning. How can we help you? Good morning, Mark. Yes, I have a question. I have a 2016 Chevy 2500 uh, Duramax. It has 62,000 miles on it. It always ran the voltmeter at 14. Now it's reading close to 15. Wanted to have something to be concerned about or not? Well, two things uh, strike me is I'd get a voltmeter and let's make sure what's coming off the battery is fairly being represented by the gauge. Okay? Yes. I okay. went to, like, I don't know, AutoZone or something like that. They said it's 14.8 is coming out and the batteries are good. Okay. Um, it, could, it could be a bad, dirty connection because the, the uh-huh. alternator monitors the battery voltage and it's kind of like we want 13 to 14 volts out of the alternator 
So when it sees the voltage drop down to 12.2, the alternator is instructed to bring us back to 13 to 14. So I'm not quite, let me ask you this, where's the red zone in your gauge? Is it north of 15? I look for that, no, it doesn't have one. It goes up to 19, okay. but I, that's what I look for, there is no red zone. Okay, let me ask you this, is the needle in the middle of the gauge, left of the middle, right of the middle? It's always been right right at 12 o'clock, and now okay. it's going to about 1 o'clock. Okay. I think, um, I don't know if there's a problem. Well, let me ask you one more question. The top of the battery, is it dry? Yes. Okay. Why did I ask that? Well. Because if we're overcharging it, we're going to boil it. Right. Absolutely. And um, that's why I ask you that question is, is if we're boiling the battery, then it's going to be sweat and it's gonna, there's going to be uh, acid on the top of the battery. That's where you um, have the neighborhood kid come over and lick the top of the battery and if his tongue burns. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. I'm teasing, everybody. I'm teasing. Uh, <laughs> no, i tell you what you got. You got a radio guy that's five miles away, ten miles away from us, Gil, and um, you call him. <laughs> him lick the top of the battery. But I'm not quite sure I wouldn't clean the battery cables, and you got two batteries. I'm yes. not quite sure that I wouldn't disconnect the negative on both of them for a little while. Let's do a reset. And, uh, and and let me ask you, I want you to be running down the highway with nothing on. I don't want the air. I don't want the heater. I don't want the. Uh, I don't want anything on. I want the radio on. I don't want anything on. And you can actually okay. get a voltmeter that plugs into your cigarette lighter, and you can take readings from in the cab. So oh, okay. I, if if my wife called me and she said she was in Montana in my diesel, my Dodge diesel, um, and she told me she was on the north side of 14.8 towards 15 and maybe a little over. I'd ask her the same questions I ask you, and if she said, no, it's not sweating the battery, and no, I don't smell sulfur, yeah. and no, I don't have any effects, I'd say, come on home. That's what I would say. Okay. All righty? All right, thank you. You betcha. Good luck. That's the first time I've ever had that question. Yeah. I've never. Now, 15, 16, 17, 18 volts is altogether different. But when you're talking about 15 to 15.3, well, four, four and a half, I'm taking it four and a half to 15 or just a tad more. Um, I'm, I'll tell you something else. This, I'm on a roll right now. <laughs> I'm up in pace, and a friend of mine says, well, you, and we have lunch, a bunch of us old-timers, gray-haired. You have to have gray hair, and you've got to have gray nose hairs to sit with us. <laughs> so <laughs> we're sitting around. One of them says, can you take me and pick up my truck? And I say, yeah. And he goes, on the way there, he goes, you know, um, they told me, it was dead, and I had to jump it. So I took it in, and they said, we think it's the alternator. And I said, okay, so tell me the whole story. Well, I'd been sitting six months, and I had to jump start it and took it in, and they said they think it's the alternator. And I get, there's no thinking here. Yeah, that's... It's it's black or white. It's up or down. Yeah. <sighs> So you're going to make me go home and get a voltmeter and an amp meter, <laughs> and you're going to make me trick, and you're going to get it for free. <laughs> He's a good friend. I mean, as a matter of fact, I bought and sold drugs when I was a cop with him back in the 70s, actually in the 80s. Nice. So he's a good guy. He's a good guy. So I go home. I get the meter. I take him. We pick up his truck, and then we find out they put semi-synthetic oil in it, and it's got a 3,000-mile oil change. Strike one for Mark Salem. Uh, and you get three strikes, in, and you're never my your name of your shop's never coming out of my mouth again. So I take it home. What's a dead battery supposed to be? A uh, dead, not a, a battery that's fine, 
but it, the motor's not running. I should be clear. 12 volts. 12 to 13. Yeah, 12 I, it, to 12 it, volts, yeah. It, Because the alternator's going to be in that area. Now, when you start the car, what should the voltage drop to, plus or minus? Plus when, or minus. When you're starting it? Yeah, you're cranking on it. Uh, 10? Yeah, 9.6 to 10. Yeah, yeah. It's right. So I start it, and the, the voltage doesn't drop below 10 and a half. So I disconnect the ignition system, and I have them crank it over. It doesn't drop below 10 and a half. So then I start it up, and the needle goes to 13.4. So I turn on the headlights, and I'm doing all this fancy testing. Everything's fine. I have an inductive amp probe. I grab the wire at the back of the alternator, and it's pumping out 28 amps. I don't see, and then I shut it off, and I check the belt, and it's not slipping. I think it's an alternator. If one of my technicians said, I think it's an alternator, I would say, why don't you go back in the shop, take your lunch with you, and let me know what it is for sure. <laughs> Could it be that it sat for six months and the battery's dead? Why don't we just charge the battery and then test the electrical system? Because to their, in their defense, a little bit, they could have tested everything with the dead battery, and of course the readings are not valid. Well, it's funny you said that because I, I remember when I was a kid and my dad, one of the things that he used to get so mad about was if the technicians would check a, an alternator with a either a dead battery or the cables were so corroded that used to just chap him. Oh, he used to get so angry about that because he, a lot of times he would clean, you know, of course once you clean those cables and you make a good connection and then you test it, your readings are totally different. Did your did your dad is was he as emotional as I am? Oh, oh, he was really animated too. By the way, <laughs> so am I. But they can't see it. Yeah. They can't see me. Really wave. animated. They can't see me standing up and waving my arms and making all kinds of signs with my. Um, here, let me tell you what I say. If we have a bad, the alternator and the regulator have to watch the battery voltage. So if it drops below thirteen five, fourteen volts, then it it fills in. But right. if you have a bad connection at the battery, it can't see the voltage. So the cables are dirty. The battery voltage to the alternator is 8 volts. So the alternator cranks up the old power and pours big-time voltage and amperage. But it can't get through the bad battery cables. So if you've got any kind of corrosion on the battery cables, you better clean those up before you condemn the alternator. The shop fell off my list. Okay? Two things. Number one, they got a 3,000-mile oil change sticker on an oil that goes 7,500. Number two, I constantly do surveys of our industry. You know why? Why? So I can be at the sixty or seventy percent of the mar of the of the cost to the customer. Oh yeah. Okay. I don't want to be half. I want to be at the sixty seventy percent. I don't want to be a hundred percent, way over everybody else. So when I say that our semi synthetic oil change is between forty five and fifty five, I'm real close. Maybe sixty, depending on four or five quarts. Yeah. Um, this guy here was 80 for a semi-synthetic five-quart. Then it's, he, but he wouldn't write it down either. He wouldn't write it down. He says, "Well, just write it down on the work order that you think it's the alternator." Nothing on the work order. Oh no. And nothing about the electrical systems testing that they did, and nothing about the battery charge. So the whole thing left a bad taste in my mouth. So I said to him, "There's another shop in Payson I recommend. I'd like you to try him. Why? Because he bailed me out of a jam." And I've sent my mother-in-law to him, and I've sent a lot of other people to him. I've looked at the work orders, and I love what he does. I love how he communicates with the work order. 
I love he writes down what you said and he writes down what he said. Yeah. I like his parts pricing. I like his labor pricing. I like that he's open on Saturdays and I've been able to shake his hand numerous times and I like him. Plus, his general manager and I go back 40 years. <laughs> and so all of that together is somebody that I can recommend. But not all the shops are bad. I would say one one out of 15 are ones that I I, I, I would d- disagree with their business philosophy. Well, and I tell you one thing you said that was most important was is get everything written down. If somebody tells you something, have them write it down. Absolutely. Six, oh, marketmarksalem.com, marketmarksalem.com. 